Hey, this is Philip Craig here. I'm the pastor of Aria Church. This is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope this empowers you. I hope it fuels your faith and I hope it impacts your life. Enjoy the message. Um, so I, I, I know when it comes to mental health, uh, you know, we've got clinical mental health. So, so what, what is that? Often what that looks like is, for instance, I've got a bad hip and I probably need to fix the hip Unless God heals me, which he can, I'll probably have to get uh, hip resurfacing done if I want to, to get back active in the way I was. But until then, I can stay healthy by walking. I can do different exercises. So I'm not limited. So sometimes in clinical, you've, you've maybe there's some, some things off in our brain uh, neurology, and, uh, but there's still things that you can do. Are you with me? Are you with me? And then the other side of it is situational. So sometimes we, we have depression clinically or situational, and that's really because something's happening in your life and it's knocked you for six. And, you, and it's just all these emotions just came upon you because of a situation that was trigger, that triggered it, essentially. And you can absolutely take control of that. It's, it's in your ability to take full control of that. So there's tons of hope. All right? Um, so we're off to a good start. So, so, so this morning, we're going to talk about a message that is called blowing up your balloon. Turn to your neighbor and say, blow up your balloon. <laughs> and turn to your least favorite, your second choice, and say, you can change your mind about me being your friend. Okay, blow up your balloon, so that's why right here, I've got this balloon that is blown up with helium. Blow up your balloon. And so what this is an example of is really your thought life. When the balloon is up, you're thinking a lot of stuff, or whatever you've believed is in full flow. So this could represent you're feeling amazing because you just went on holidays or you're on holidays and the sun's out and everything externally is amazing and you're, you're pumped, you're excited for the beach. You're in full flow. The balloon is fully pumped, right? It also could mean the opposite, that you're in full depression mode. You're, you're focusing on the worst case scenario of your life, and it's blown up, but it's blown up with negative emotions. It's blown up with terrible feelings. It's blown up with there's no hope, right? So, so the balloon represents both. Blow up your balloon. So let's talk about thoughts. So if thoughts are what blow this balloon up, right? Well, well, how many thoughts do we have a day? Well, well, research shows that we have about approximately 50,000 thoughts a day as human beings. 50,000. So, so here's the problem. If, you, if you've been told, just, just stop thinking that. Good one. Maybe you've heard people say, stop thinking like that. And, and they're, they're, they're on the path, but it's, it's just not that simple, right? Because good luck if you're going to try and stop 50,000 of your thoughts a day, that's, that's nearly, I would say it's nearly borderline impossible. You might be able to affect 100, but it's a heck of a lot of work, and the problem is you're not getting to the root cause. That's why sometimes um, you can maybe go to, counseling's great to talk about things, go to a friend, talk about things, but if you don't get to the root cause of what's producing the thoughts, then, then you know what happens? You feel good for maybe a day. You feel good for maybe a week, but then guess what happens? <laughs> all the negative emotions get blown back up again. 
So we have three, we have three kind of sections here. We have a, a balloon with, with no helium in it, no air, no flow. We've got a balloon that's kind of half. This was supposed to be sitting about here, but didn't quite work. It's kind of half up. A little bit more, it would start to rise. And then we have a balloon that's fully blown. Our thoughts are in full flow. Um, so we are thought producing machines. Now, what I want to let you know is at the very foundation of every f flow of thoughts is, is your beliefs. So the foundation of, of our thought life is what you believe. What you believe will give off thoughts. It gives off a flow, a gas of thoughts, which then blows up a balloon, which is your current feeling your current emotion, your current lifestyle. So, so the problem that we have in this life is we're so externally minded. And, and what's often affecting our beliefs is what we see, right? Or, or not even what we see, how we see it. And so we'll talk about that in just a minute, but I wanna, I wanna first look at beliefs. What, well, did, what does it say in the scriptures, the Bible? Does it, it, did Jesus worry about beliefs much? Is it really beliefs that's causing all, all this, these problems in our life, emotional problems? Because you think about it, the, the way you see life isn't really through beliefs, it's through your feelings. Think about it, the fruit of the Holy Spirit is love, joy, peace. Would you agree with me and say, in the first three alone, does love have a feeling attached to it a lot of the time? Absolutely. D does peace have a feeling? <laughs> yes. There's joy, absolutely. There's a feeling God has designed us to have emotions. But he wants us to have healthy emotions. Yeah? And there's some things that we got to... Yeah. Same with my hip. Yeah, I don't like it, but there's some other things that I can do. I can stop focusing on what I don't have and start focusing on what I do have. Are you with me? And so, well, let's look to the Scripture. Within the Scripture, in the New Testament alone... There's over 500 occurrences of the word belief. Now, it's in this form. Watch. Words associated with belief. So, faith, faithful, faithfulness, faithless, believers, unbelieving, unbelieving, unbelievers, believe, doubt, doubted, and unbelief. This is the most common occurrence within the New Testament alone. The only other words that arrive in the New Testament more than this is the actual name of God. So, God, Lord, and Jesus. So it's not talking about something, it's just calling God by name. This is the first topic that is brought up, and it's at the very top of the list. So this means, for some reason, God, Jesus, when he was on the earth, spoke about belief. The most, out of anything. So, so it tells me that this is a really important subject that we need to get right. It tells me that this is what can change people from death to life. This is what can change your filter and how you see. This is, what's, this is what can, can radically change your life and your experience of life on this earth. So I want you to remember this, and we're going to talk about this consistently through the series. Beliefs drive thoughts, and thoughts create emotion. Thoughts create your balloon. Okay? So as the Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. Why? God has called us to be creators. This church didn't just happen. Some people decided together, we're going to create a church. Everything that we see on the earth, technology, phone, 
anything that's been made by man. It's be, it, man has used materials that God allowed us to already have. It was already on the earth. We've just created phones. We've just created houses. We've just created buildings. We've just created so much. But you think, so, so, so this is a great way to look at it. God doesn't build or create chairs. Yeah? He creates trees. Oh. Ah. That makes sense. Light bulb. So God has cre- called us to take what he's given us and make something of it. That's the same with your mind. <laughs> God has given you the ability to have free will to choose to believe what you want. So beliefs, now watch this, but beliefs drive thoughts, just like the balloon, and thoughts create emotions, and then your emotions back up your, back up your belief. Yeah? So let's, let's keep going because there's, there's a good bit of material here. So we're going to go through the scriptures and just talk about a few scriptures that, that we see within, in the Bible, in the, New, in the New Testament, for the most part, some in the Old. So let's go through the first one. So they replied, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. Believe. Next one. Now faith, belief, is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Everything on this earth, whether you believe it or not, is driven by faith. The person who created the light bulb, they didn't see the light bulb before it happened. But they did see it in their head. But it wasn't physically there. To create something, you've got to create something before it's there. That's why you can create a good scenario in your head before it arrives. That's why when you go to rehearse on a stage or if I'm preparing a message, I see myself up here not panicking. I see myself up here full of confidence and boldness. Why? Because I'm rehearsing. I'm creating. I have a mindset of belief, a mindset of faith that God has got me. I'm going to deliver the message. I'm getting rid of all the distractions that are getting my way to fulfill my purpose. Faith. It gives me confidence. You can have confidence. It's your choice. But you've got to start creating positive thoughts, positive beliefs. You've got to believe that you actually are loved and accepted. And you don't have to be perfect. God, God will use you despite your downfalls. Can I get an amen? amen. We've got, we got to believe this stuff. It's confidence, what we hope for, and assurance about what we do not see. You see, when people start to feel anxiety, stress, emotion, you know what's happening? Your confidence is on the low. You're, you're coming into church or into a social setting. So there's social anxiety. We're going to talk about that, different methods that we can use, but I'm touching on it right now. See what's happening in your mind is you're creating scenarios. You're creating stories. And the stories are bad ones. Oh, my word. If I go in there and see what you're doing, you're breathing. Oh, my goodness. But physically, in those moments that you're doing that, there's nobody around you. And the reality of the situation is... You're complete, there's, no, there's no one affecting you in those moments, but because you're creating emotions in your head, you're, sorry, you're creating beliefs in your head, it's, it's, it's producing thoughts, and then you're, you're ending up with emotions before you even get anywhere. Yeah, some of you have been stopped and resisted going to church, to social settings, because you've allowed yourself to believe. Listen, God is the most empowering being on this earth. Jesus came to give life, not to take it away. He came to empower you to overcome. He said, listen, there will be trouble externally. But take heart, I have overcome. Where where is the kingdom of God? Where does it live? Where does it reside? Not on the outside. On the inside. It's an inside job. That's why this series is called an inside job. 
your battle is won on the inside, not on the outside. Listen, I don't care what it looks like on the outside for you. There's trouble. It's, that's normal. Don't be surprised when people hurt you. Don't be surprised when people let you down. Don't be surprised when life gives you a bad hand or a bad deal. That's normal. Living on, a, on an earth with fallen man, with a, an earth which will not last forever. Are you with me? But Jesus has gave you the keys to life, but it's on the inside. And when you figure out the inside, the outside looks through that filter of faith. Instead of, I'm in Northern Ireland, flip's sick. It's raining all the time. Well, guess what you're going to feel if you're going to focus on all the negatives? Depressed. You're going to feel down. Your mood's going to be filled with negativity. Of course you're going to feel bad about it. But you talk to a farmer about the rain. Huh? Go talk to a farmer. Big Simon Haffey there. Go talk to him. Why? Because his lens is different. But I'm skipping, I'm skipping ahead here. Next verse. And without faith, belief, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. You see, believing comes before. We, we have been designed as humans to believe in something. It's just a part of our makeup and to believe in it before you see. Some of you are in here, I just can't believe I don't see it. But, but you didn't, you came here before you seen the building. Before you went to work in the morning, you, you went to work or you went, maybe went exploring to a new place, you've seen it on the map and you believed it, so you went. You, you, you obeyed the satellite navigation system before you seen the location. It was your first journey, but before you seen it, you followed it. It's, it's just a part of life. Every invention, they followed their gut instinct before it existed, and then it existed, and, and listen, they went through failure. After failure. But because... There was something in them that had creation written all over it. There was DNA on the inside. You see, so those of you who think, I, I don't see Jesus, so I can't believe in him. Listen, that's nonsense. <laughs> if Jesus walked the earth and people still didn't believe because they were fixing their eyes on the wrong stuff, the kingdom of God is found on the inside. <laughs> and it's, it's completely lined up with the way you're built as a human, whether you like it or not. Next but those whose hope belief is in the Lord, does anybody want to renew strength in here? <laughs> does anyone want to know how to renew their strength? Those whose hope is in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not go away. They will walk and not be faint. When you truly believe that God is with you in every situation, no matter what, you can't be defeated. <laughs> you can't be stopped because you're not fixing your eyes on external things, on what's outside of you, you're fixing your eyes on what's inside. And if what, what is inside is consistent and it's like a rock and it's immovable, then guess what you are? You're immovable and you're like a rock. How is trust built in relationships? Through consistency, through continuing to show up, through, through not running away. Some of us need to work on that. I need to work on that. Don't just give up when it gets hard. I want to be a church that when people come in and they make mistakes, that listen, I'm still here for you. I'm giving you grace. You need grace right now. You need to know that you're loved because that's why you're making mistakes in the first place. You're trying to prove to yourself. I want to be a place where we can love well, especially when people make mistakes. 
Grace and truth. It's the truth. It's only through obedience that you can be free. Until you believe God's word, you're obedient to it, you can't be free. You can't have all the answers. Are you with me? I'm excited. Next. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. That's Jesus. The time has come, he said, the kingdom of God, life and peace has come near. Repent and believe. What's the good news? What's the good news? That God has, has paid a price for you so that you can, listen, the amount of physical problems that we have, relational problems we have, because each and every person here is carrying guilt and shame. You don't even know why you do some things. You just know you, you have an emotion, a desire to do some things right. But if you look to the, science has proved this, it's rooted in guilt and shame. Well, well that, you're, it kind of sucks, doesn't it, from the very beginning of time when you existed as a baby. Have you ever seen kids? What's their favorite word? No. Mine. So you're beat. <laughs> we have this tendency to go towards our way. Sin. Selfishness. Which then breeds guilt and shame. Guilt and shame then breeds all kinds of health conditions. All kinds of problems. Jesus came for that. Why? To bring the life back. To give you hope back. To, to, to justify you so you don't have to go through this filter of believing that I, I'm a failure, I'm a mess. Because if you keep focusing on that stuff, <laughs> so Jesus came to fix it. You understand why Jesus came now? You have sin issue and the only way to get rid of it is for someone to pay the price. Listen, as much as you, you might like the idea, if you have debt with, with finances, you can avoid, you can, you can avoid the the bank as much as you like. You can run to a different country, but the debt still stands. You can butter it up. You can ignore it. You can try and shift your thoughts somewhere else and try and pretend it didn't happen. It happened. You've got a debt. And until the debt is paid, you will carry shame and guilt. Each human has got it. Whether you like it or not, you can try to stay a bit. And listen, some of you are struggling with addictions right now because you're running away from God's way. You're, you're, You're trying to avoid it. You're trying to pretend it's not there. It's there. The debt stands. Until you face it head on, it's, it's not disappearing. But there's healing at the other side. Jesus paid, he loves you. He paid the price to free you from it. So you can get on with life. Get on with making a difference. You were designed to create and love one another. You were designed to create bonds with people and with, with God. That's your, your God-given purpose. So we're here as a church to put that right for people who, who want that freedom. Next. For as a man thinks, believes in his heart, so is he. So where does the, when we talk about the heart, what are we really talking about? Belief is found in the heart. Belief is found in, so as you think, <laughs> so are you. So is he. Out of the abundance, the overflow of the heart, our beliefs, his mouth speaks what you believe about yourself. You have feelings and then you speak. You have thoughts and then you speak. And then you're probably wondering, why am I doing this? I don't even understand myself. It was because in that scripture in Romans 7, Paul's saying the exact same. I I sin. I know what I shouldn't do, but I keep doing it. But then later on in 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 the chapter, he goes on to say, then the Lord Jesus. So he, what really happened was his belief shifted to, to God and Jesus being Lord over his life rather than just a side thing. 
And then his thoughts began to shift, and he began to overcome, and it was a process. Okay. And so, some of you are still trying to connect. So what's the balloon again? <laughs> well, let me give you a simple example. Have you ever had this, and you've maybe done well at something, and someone's saying, oh, oh don't be giving them any more compliments because their head's going to get so big. Size of their head. They're not going to get out through the door. No one's ever had that before. Just me. And so what, what do people do? They resist from giving you a compliment. Why? Because they don't want you to believe in your own hype too much. You start to have so much self-belief, then pride can rise up. And that's why we fix our eyes on Jesus. But you see, belief. Belief. So belief blows up your balloon. Belief blows up your balloon. Now, now watch this. If, so often, a lot of us have had situations or scenarios where externally something's happened, maybe something in work, someone in school, uh, something at home, maybe a relationship, wife and a, a, and a husband, and, and someone, somebody said something, right? And you keep going back to that scenario. They said this over here, five years, 10 years, two months, whatever it is. And, and what happens is you keep going back to it, right? Now, this is out of your control. You couldn't have done anything about it. They chose to say something. The, pr the problem with that scenario is we keep going back to these situations, blowing up balloons, focusing on, on that bad scenario, and we keep remembering it, keep rehearsing it, and we keep nearly believing that's who we are now. We keep focusing on what, what, what rejected us. We keep focusing, and then those emotions keep dwelling and blowing up inside of us, and then we wonder why our self-esteem is down. We wonder why we feel hurt all the time because we keep focusing on things that are outside. We keep giving control to things that happened in the past. Listen, there's some, listen I honestly believe this. There's some woeful things that have happened to some people in this room 20 years ago. And you know what you keep doing? You keep talking about it. You keep rehearsing it. You keep bringing it up. And you know every time you do that, shoo, shoo. And it feels as real as it did the day it happened because you keep repeating it in your head. And you've stopped focusing and realizing, oh wait, it hasn't happened for 20 years. It's not as big a deal as I thought it maybe was. I'm safe now, I'm good, it's over. Instead of focusing on, on the good part of the 20 years, the 19 years that it, it doesn't exist, it hasn't repeated itself, you keep bringing it up. And so the same trauma you're experiencing as if it just happened last week. And they actually say, we're going to talk about this in a few weeks, that self-esteem is only two weeks old. <laughs> two weeks old. Because your mind is continually renewing itself, conti continually flowing in and out. And it, it, for the most part, we, we are the ones that, that are in control. And so, so what I would, I'd like to say to you is, is your biggest critic isn't that person that said something to you last week or some, something to you in work or, 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 or your self-esteem isn't there because of that person. They don't control you, right? The biggest critic in your life is not your husband, your wife, or that, the coach or whatever it is. The biggest critic in your life is you. <laughs> You're the biggest critic. The biggest bully in your life isn't that person at school. It's you. Because one, you, you choose to believe them, and you choose to rehearse it in your head, 
and repeat it, you're giving them power. That They're not your boss. They're not God. They're not your creator. <laughs> no, that's not okay. You've got to decide that's, that's not going to happen. So the biggest question a lot of people have and I had was, well, can you change your mind? I've, I've been rehearsing this thing for years. Am I allowed to? Yes, you are. Can I change my mind? Yes, you can. Absolutely, you can change your mind. Well, how? I don't know if that's possible. Well, let's talk about some emotions that we all have in our lives. This, this thing about a dream, has anyone ever had a dream where, where you're lying in bed, the reality is you're lying in bed, nothing's happening physically, but in your mind, you're creating all kinds of crazy stories in your head. You might wake up sweating out of panic because you're in some crazy situation because of a movie you watched the night before and you think you're G.I. Joe or 007 and you're under attack and then you wake up. Is anyone with me? And so what has just happened there, you've believed for a period of time in your head that you're literally in this life or death situation. Your, your, your emotions are reacting to those things. You're sweating the way you would sweat if it was a real life situation because you've, you've told your mind and your mind has told your body and your emotions are reacting because that's what you believed. But then you wake up and what happens? You wake up and the balloon goes, the balloon goes from this fully blown, fully emotional, fully crazy to this. Yeah? Because you realized, oh wait, that's not true. You decided in your mind that didn't actually happen. Or it, it's not going to happen or it was just a dream. Some of you need to say to some of those situations exactly that. You need to decide to, to believe differently. You need to change your mind. I'll give you an example of my personal story. I started over the years and I didn't know why, but I was just tracking my emotions. I started to get a bit more nervous with planes and with small spaces. I already had a bit of a, a trigger when I was young. I got trapped under one of those mats. You know, you know, you do the, what do you call it? You do the, Carl, help me out here, the high jump. And the mat underneath the mat, it was kind of grippy. And I remember we'd done a pylon at BB or something or whatever it was, youth club. And, and I couldn't move and I couldn't breathe for a second. So all of a sudden, I didn't realize this, but I had actually started to believe I'm, I'm so afraid of suffocating everywhere. It's, it, it's ridiculous <laughs> to, to think that would happen in some of the situations, but I believed it, so I received the emotion as a gift. Uh, and so then I found myself, just as I got older, I started to nearly get better at creating stories in my head, and as I started to go to plane, I had no problem with the plane for a long time until just one day something, whoa, what's that feeling? I feel a bit tight in my chest here. Ugh actually moved from the guy sitting beside me because I blamed him. It's like, it must have been him. He, I caught something off him. Oh, my word. Get away from me. And to be fair, he did panic a bit in his life, and he's a bit of a warrior. So it might have contributed, and he might have helped me to believe wrongly, but I started to trigger, Whoa, oh, my word. Get me out of here. And so I started to explore this. It's like, well, I, I don't want to live like this. I don't want to live with anxiety in this situation, it's gonna, it's gonna stop. I'm not gonna want to go, because listen, a lot of things that we're afraid of isn't a reality, it's, it's a feeling. Yeah, like when you get to the top, of, you may be a fear of heights, and you don't wanna jump off the top board, you're not really afraid of, of the, the water, you're, you're afraid of the experience. You're afraid of what it feels like to be at the top, oh, 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 I don't want a stinger on my back. 
You're afraid of the emotion attached to it, right? And listen, those things, we're supposed to have emotion. You're supposed to have anxiety. Anxiety is what could stop you from jumping off a cliff edge and going splat. So those things are good. They're just not good when they're attached to reality. And you've created a scenario that, like, if you come into church, everyone's going to look at me and it's going to feel awful. No, they won't. You've created that. That's not a reality. That doesn't actually happen. But, and even if it does, you want to have such a, a strong internal core that you, can over, you, you don't give people that power. You're not as externally minded. Are you with me? And so what, what actually happened to me is like, right, this is not good. I want, I, I want to figure this out. So I went and done a course and, and, and kind of coached coach counseling type thing, and, and he didn't talk anything about how, he didn't talk anything about feelings. He didn't want to say, how oh, you feel, Phil? You okay? Is everything okay? You feel okay? Because he knew that, like, what's the point in that? You're just, you're just going to stay stuck. He, he says, no, I, I want to change your beliefs, Phil. I'm not as interested in, in your feelings, because feelings will come and go, and I want to get to the root of the issue, belief. And he started talking to me, and he, tried to fa- he wanted me to try and understand what have I believed. And so he started to give me these different techniques, which we'll, we will talk about in the weeks to come. And it was basically just really simple. Before, during, and after any event that you feel anxious about, rehearse good thoughts. Create good thoughts. It's like if you're coming to, 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 to uh, rehearse for a pantomime, think about yourself getting the words out and doing it well and remembering. Don't think the opposite, because that will probably happen. So you get on the playing field, start to create emotion, and you start to create a scenario in your head that you're sitting there, you're peaceful, it's relaxed, the sun's beaming in, oh, oh they're, they're offering you uh, water, you know, whatever it is, and you're sitting there reading the book, it's relaxed, it's calm, create thoughts, rehearse, believe, have confidence, good things are going to happen, because listen, you're doing it anyhow. Yeah? And I've done that, I promise you. I was shocked, because i only done it for five minutes beforehand. But my anxiety went from probably like a four or five, the first flight down to about a two or three out of ten. I was like, like, that didn't take very much. It was quite short. And then on the flight home, I says, right, let's do this again. And so it's before, during, and after is important. It's the same as playing a sport. Go into it believing you're going to make the pass. Go into it. And when you're you're in it, then your anxiety is not as high as it was because your anticipation was healthy. And then after, recap, good job, well done. You've done a great job at this, you've done a great job at that. Because usually we do the opposite. Oh, if you're a perfectionist and you've got a black and white mindset, there's a good chance you're going to suffer a lot in your mind. Some of you out there are maybe experiencing symptoms of depression because you've got a black and white mindset with life. What does that mean? It means you always feel because you expect perfection. <laughs> of course, that belief is toxic. Of course you're going to feel down because everything that you do is never enough. Of course your self-esteem is going to be rock bottom because you always fail. You've got to start giving yourself a break and, and start seeing life through the filter of maybe a, try your best and always improve mentality. Are you with me? And so anyhow, that was my experience. And I, I remember walking and just trying to be aware of my thoughts. And some of you hopefully this week will start to be aware of your thoughts. What am I thinking? Where is my levels at? Where is my anxiety levels at? Whatever is going on within your life. Be aware of that. Think about it. See, the Spirit of God is above. We're supposed to be Spirit-led, not led by feelings or emotions. Feelings and emotions were always designed to be followers of our beliefs. 
They're not leaders. If you're led by emotion, you're going to get dragged about by the wind. And you'll, you'll be completely inconsistent in that area of your life. Completely. Like, imagine going to work every day and you went by your emotions. You'd be sacked within three weeks. I promise you, that's free. You'll be sacked. But people who have a, a belief, listen, I just go to work, that's just who I am, I'm a worker, I'm a hard worker. You know what they do? They, don't, they might feel down one day, but, but there's, a, there's a deep belief inside them that goes above every emotion. It's more powerful, that's the way God has intended you to live. That when you make a decision, that's it. You are the decider of your own destiny and what you do on this earth and how you react. You have got the power. You're the umpire. You make the decisions and give out the red cards and give out the yellow cards. You are the boss of your mind and your beliefs. Now watch this. A mountain and a mohill. <laughs> I, used to, I used to think it was mohill, but obviously, <laughs> obviously the mohill the mohill is from the mohole, and I was right. So anyhow, you can't really see this, but there's this, a, a really small mound here, and obviously there's a mountain. And so what does the Bible say? It says if you have a mustard seed of faith, so what does that mean? It means a small amount of faith, you can move a mountain. Is it talking about a physical mountain? No, in, the, in that topic, uh, they were, Jesus was talking to the disciples who were trying to heal someone. And he actually said, you faithless and perverse generation. What's he saying? You don't believe enough. You're fixing your focus on external things. You need to get it right on the inside. You need to start creating feelings of success on the inside, creating beliefs. You've got to believe it. You can't, you can't invent anything until you believe you can do it. It's impossible. But if you can just have a little bit of belief, just like the way a seed, what does a seed do? Does it stay the same when it's fertilized? No, when it's germinated, what a seed does, it begins to germinate, it begins to grow, it begins to multiply. Every person in this room, your life was designed to multiply. You were designed to grow, to learn. A disciple is a learner. Every era of your life, you should be growing in. That's God's intention and his will for your life. But that looks like making mistakes and getting up again. That looks like get, making another mistake and getting up again. Mountain and a mohill. Some of you, here's the problem with your anxiety and your emotions and your mental health is if you're looking at a mohill and you're seeing a mountain, the problem is your belief because your, your belief creates a lens. It creates glasses. Anyone got glasses in here? Amy, can I borrow your glasses for a second? We just got to get this in, thank you. These are expensive, are they? What do you think? Can I, can I pull... So your lens, how you see, sorry, not, your lens determines how you see. So your life, that you, the life that you're experiencing right now isn't just reality, it's reality through the lens that you see through. I, and I can prove it to you. Some of you, I'll go, go back to that picture. What, you know what anxiety is? Anxiety is when there's a mohill in your life, and listen, I know there's bad things do happen, okay? and they are mountains, but there's a lot of times in our life we go past mohills and it triggers like walking in, in, through the hallway and, and, and because it's, it's a mohill in reality, no one's going to bite you, no one's going to kill you, 
But, but fear starts to create a mountain out of a molehill. You start to create all these scenarios. Oh my word, what if I can't breathe? Oh my goodness, what if I freeze? Oh my goodness, and, and that's what the lens of fear, that's what the lens of not feeling enough can do because you're, you're designed to create. You have all the ability, and it exactly proves it. And often, this is my problem, when you're kind of expressive and woo-woo, and you like to tell stories and, and you like to add a little bit of that on sometimes, to the story, the problem is that can work against me because I can make a, a mountain out of something's very small when really it's just something small. It's just a, it's not a big deal. I know that person didn't invite you there, but hey, it's fine. Whereas if you, if you get a bit dramatic, oh my word, they didn't invite me. That must mean they've been talking about me and that must mean they've been messaging people about me. And that must mean they've told the whole church about me. That one little thing that I thought no one's seen about, but they must have seen me at the shop that day when I pulled out in front of someone. Oh my word, I can't believe what's just happened. The whole church is against me. I'm not going back. Make a mountain out of a molehill. That's what we do. Why? Because you're a creator. It's actually a good thing. But I'm telling you, you can actually create a different kind of thought by choosing to change your beliefs. That's why the, Jesus died for us on the cross. If you truly would start to believe that you're loved and reminding yourself that you're loved, it's called prayer. Then guess what would happen? You might start to believe it and have emotions that, 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 that are content and have peace. And you actually might have enough love in yourself that you actually might be able to give some away. But please don't try to give love away on an empty tank. Because what it's going to do, it's going to remove all of those. There's going to be a leak in the balloon, and you're going to be deflated, and you're going to start trying to live the Christian life deflated, powerless, and then you're going to start to actually hurt yourself because you're trying to perform. That's what religion is. That's why when you come to church, you should be we design worship in such a way where you experience God. Why? Because when you believe him, there's an experience with it. Every time you come to church, you might come to church deflated, but as you, as you believe what we sing, as you worship him with your heart, your beliefs shift. Get your eyes off of what's out there. Get your eyes off of external situations, and all of a sudden your balloon, oh, there's a bit of hope. I feel something. I sense the Spirit of God. I sense the presence of God. Oh my word, I'm starting to feel great now. Why? Because you just blew up your balloon. You start to believe, you aligned your, your beliefs with faith. Faith in Jesus, faith in God. Are you with me? That's why it's so important that we pray every day. If you're feeling down, go encourage, encourage yourself in the Word. Go pray to God. Remind yourself of who you are. And you'll be back on track. Yeah. Is this, are you get, this is simple, right? You, every single person in this place can do this. There's no, there's no doubt. So that's why it says in Matthew 17 and 20, I'll give you your glasses back. Thanks, Amy. Put our hands together for Amy on the box the first time this morning. <laughs> Woo! Thank you for going through fear and believing in yourself. Nothing happened. It was safe. You've done great. Well done. And even if you did make a mistake, it's fine. All right? Any more drummers out there? 
Right, I'm going to wrap this up soon. So we are not experiencing reality, watch this, but reality filtered through our belief system, our heart, and our thinking styles. So you, because <laughs> we all think differently, we all have different traits, we've all learned different behaviors, some good, some bad, and we all believe different things, and, and often our belief, that's why when we talk about there's an there's a atmosphere of faith, what are we saying really? There's an atmosphere of a bunch of people in the room that believe the same thing about Jesus. And when that happens, miracles come. And when that happens, lives change. And, that, and when that happens, people change their mind about who they are. Yeah? So two, belief creates a lens that you look through. Let me give you three situations real quick before we finish. We're going to talk about rain because in this, it actually annoys me a little bit in this country that we live in. There's a lot of us fixed on the rain. And honestly, I had a few friends over there from, from Sweden, from America, from Florida, the Sunshine State. And the whole time they were here, they were here for, there's about 10 days, maybe two weeks between them. And it rained once. But I hear people, so rain, I hate this country. Rains all the time. I'm like, what on earth? I'm depressed just being near you. You're sucking, the, you're sucking the life out of me. I was here when I came to met you. I came to met you? <laughs> I was here when I came to meet you, and now I'm here. See, some people who are sucking the life out of people, it's because they're sucking the life out of themselves. They say when, when someone's struggling, when they're swimming, when I, I train to be a lifeguard, and, and there's a distressed swimmer, you throw them you throw them a float, but you don't go near them because they'll grab you because they're struggling. But it's so important that we teach them, hey, you're safe. As soon as they get the float, you're okay. Relax. You're safe now. You can stop struggling. Some of us, we need to start, stop struggling and receive what Jesus has done for us. Get rid of the shame and the guilt, and let's get back into life with something that will last. A rock, it's rock solid. It's immovable. He's done it. It's been done for all eternity, past, present, and future sin. You're covered. You can now live a stable life. You can stand on a rock. And so here's a situation with rain. We have three people, sorry, one person, three scenarios, three situations externally, outside of themselves. One person, they walk to work. So it's the same person, different scenario. They walk to work and it's raining. So what are you thinking? Shoes, oh my word. I can't believe this is raining again. I hate this place. Brutal. I believe. That's my belief. I hate this. This is awful. So they're starting the day on a down. They're starting the day deflated. They're starting the day with low expectations. There's no excitement or belief about life going well. This is rubbish. I, I can't but I, I, I want a new job. This is rubbish. Life's got, it's my cr crap day. Sorry. shouldn't say that, but it's being real. This is going to be a, a bad day. Don't swear. It's going to be a bad day. Um, next person, farmer. It's been a drought for a year. The person's changed roles. And they need rain for crops. They need rain for livelihood. It's going to, it could cripple the business. And all of a sudden, a cloud appears, and the rain starts to pour, and the emotional response is, Yes! Thank you, God. I can't believe this. This is amazing. The best day of the year yet. Filter. Lens. Third person is a person who's a workaholic. Some of you are in here. 
And all you think about is work, you think about the office, you just think about getting the job done. Oh, I can't wait to get this job done. I'm a task-oriented person. I can't wait to get ding, 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 get those boxes ticked for the day. You don't care what's going around you. You're focused on the job at hand. And so you're numb towards the weather because it's just background noise, background events. Three different people, three different filters, three completely different responses in their emotions. Are you with me? You know what it tells me? You have got the ability to change your mind. It's an inside job every time. You can encourage yourself in the Lord. You can encourage yourself for whatever you have done well that day. Pick it out and encourage yourself. Well done, Phil. You've done a great job welcoming that person in church. Well done. You actually do care about people. Tell yourself that. I'm starting to do that more and more now. Well done, Phil. You cleaned away the dishes. Well done. You actually are a clean person. Seriously, <laughs> you can do it, Phil. That dishwasher is awesome. But you see what I'm trying to get at? What thoughts are you creating? Forget about external things. Forget about, stop focusing on the enemy. He has been defeated. Stop focusing. Sometimes I'm telling you in church, we use that as an excuse for laziness. Over spirituality, excuses half the time. You have got the, God has given you, the Bible says you, God has given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. Everything. The Bible says do everything without complaining. Oh, this is making sense now. Because why would, if I complain, I'm starting to blow up the wrong balloon. And I, I want to have, I don't want to have those feelings. I want to have feelings of love and not hate. I want to have feelings of peace and not turbulence. And anxiety. I want to have feelings of joy and not sadness. It's here. The kingdom of God is on the inside of you. You have got the ability. I'm giving you the tools and the license to change your mind and blow up a new balloon in your life. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, there's just a few things I'd like you to do. Subscribe to our podcast so the most recent message will always be in your feed. Secondly, if this ministry has impacted you and you'd like to help us continue to reach others, you can go onto our website at ariatchurch.org and give now. And we will see you next time on the Ariat Church Podcast.